You're listening to Uprooted, the podcast from the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. I'm Josh Wise. I'm joined again on the podcast by Ben Lilliston, who was just at a uh, one-day conference in Madison, Wisconsin on antitrust in agriculture. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So antitrust is basically the notion that in order for there to be fair competition in the marketplace between producers and consumers and vendors and customers, etc., uh, no firm can get above a certain size or control too much of the marketplace. Uh, but what we've seen in recent years is a lot of consolidation and mega firms emerging in agribusiness. Yeah, I mean, you know, agriculture has been facing this for uh, several decades, if not more. And you're just seeing more and more consolidation in the beef sector, pork, poultry, seed sector, seed chemical, as well as equipment like tractors and so forth. Um, and so this is really putting a squeeze on farmers and that's a lot about what people talk about both on the purchasing end. So if you're purchasing seeds or uh, equipment, you're getting squeezed by only being able to choose from a few companies really in purchasing that. And then on the selling side, when you're, whatever you're producing, whether it's a row crop or uh, or an animal or beef or, or pork or poultry, you, you only have a few choices from where to sell it. And many times um, farmers are paying, uh, you know, prices will shoot up on their input side and then they'll drop on what they can get for what they produce. And when you have this few companies operating nationally, um, in many cases it's much worse for a farmer in a particular region or community um, where they may just have, you know, one choice as opposed to even three or four of, uh, of the big players that are operating nationally. Can you give a couple of examples? There have been some really high profile mergers in the last year. Yeah, I mean, probably the biggest profile ones right now uh, or just over the last year have been on the seed side, seed and chemical side. So Bayer Monsanto merged, Dow DuPont merged and Syngenta ChemChina merged. So these are global conglomerates that control very a lot of the seed uh, and seed delivery, so chemical side as well. Um, and so you had six sort of operating companies, now down to three. And um, a lot of what was discussed there is, at this conference uh, was that uh, a, a bit of a debate about exactly how many companies do you need for competition? What is the threshold under which you actually have a robust competitive environment? And um, much of the argument was that that three is not enough uh, and that four may not be enough. And in fact, six may not be enough and that, that regulators frequently underestimate the number of companies that are needed for robust competition and particularly as I mentioned in agriculture where um, you may be only growing a certain types of crops and within that sphere there may be fewer companies or you may just be operating in a certain region of the country and you may have few options. So really what we're talking about here is, is a little bit larger than antitrust. This is about making sure that farmers are getting fair prices and that are not being unfairly squeezed in, in running their operations. Um, what was the discussion around sort of this larger issue of creating competition? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really important point, I think, because, you know, it's not antitrust for antitrust sake uh, in terms of breaking up companies or preventing mergers. The, the real idea is how do we create a competitive marketplace? And an antitrust action uh, is one sort of way in on that question. Um, but a lot of speakers talked about other issues that really affect competition um, and tilt the playing field in favor of a few corporations. So some of that is the lack of enforcement of labor law and environmental law. Um, if we're not enforcing these laws, these companies are able to get, gain an advantage. Um, intellectual property rules and how the companies have been able to sort of capture um, the seed industry around that, but also animal genetics as well. Um, and then transparency and labeling. Um, you know, country of origin labeling is kind of a, uh, was a big fight um, led by the meat industry to strike it down in the U.S. But now consumers really, um, companies are not required to tell them where their meat was, was grown, was fattened up, was processed. And so that lack of transparency makes it hard for a, a market to function in the way it really, a real competitive market should function. Um, so talk a bit about this conference. Who was there? It was a good mix. It was held by the American Antitrust Institute, which has been one of the national leaders on looking at agriculture antitrust. Um, and so there were academics um, there who have studied this, um, both from the legal standpoint as well as from sort of rural sociology standpoint. A lot of farmers were there and farm organizations were there, National Farmers Union uh, was there. National Family Farm Coalition was there. Um, and so there, it was a good mix of both legal minds, policy minds, um, academics, as well as, as farmers. Yeah. And, um, you know, in addition to talking about, you know, uh, how few is too few, uh, what were some of the other topics that, that came up? Yeah. I mean, one of the big ones is uh, many mergers are reviewed um, based on uh, whether they're going to improve efficiency uh, in the market and, and sort of approved under that kind of uh, uh, reasoning, as well as what are the impacts going to be on consumers? So is this going to produce cheaper chicken for us? <laughs> is it going to produce cheaper corn or soybeans? And a lot of what the pushback was um, during this conference is that that kind of uh, uh, framework for viewing mergers doesn't account for impacts on farmers. <laughs> They're kind of uh, uh, viewed as expendable in that kind of assessment, as well as impacts on rural communities. And mm -hmm. a lot of discussion about what is the broader, you know, you see rural communities kind of hollowing out fewer and fewer stores on Main right. Street. And that's been talked about as the Walmart effect in rural. And a similar situation, of course, is happening with farmers we're losing farmers and we have fewer but bigger farms operation what are the what are the effects of that those kinds of things are not considered as much in merger reviews um, and then you know there was a um, so that was one sort of big kind of overriding discussion about how do we get regulators to think a little bit differently when they consider mergers about some of these other um, impacts.
Yeah, and you know, um, when I have think, been thinking about antitrust in the news uh, lately, it's been kind of applied to big tech firms. Um, but, you know, I think about the last time that I can remember in history of effective antitrust enforcement, it was maybe against the phone companies. Like antitrust is something that really hasn't been uh, a priority for any administration, I would say, for at least the last 30 years. Um, what's the, what's kind of the regulatory environment like and maybe what, what are, are there any areas of optimism here? <laughs> well, I think that the, a few things. I mean, I think you are seeing more and more interest and recognition about the lack of competition in many sectors of our society and the link between income inequality. So one of the explanations that you're seeing more and more from economists about why corporate profits are rising, but worker wages are basically stagnating and haven't run is related to uh, concentration and the fact that Fewer companies control more of the economy and particularly in certain sectors and are able to dictate how much they pay workers. From a, so that's, that's a greater recognition, I think, from the worker standpoint, as you mentioned, from a technolo uh, technology standpoint, that those type of issues are being raised. Um, in agriculture, you're also seeing, uh, I think, new interest in this. One of the things about antitrust is it's not necessarily a partisan issue. Um, and it is a, a, an issue fundamentally about power and who has too much power in the marketplace. And there is distrust about that kind of ex excess power in both the, you know, Republican views as well as, as Democratic, uh, Democrat views. Um, so I was going to, in the case of agriculture, um, one of the more frustrating elements of this of this meeting was that in the Obama administration, when they in Obama campaign of 2008, he really ran about we're going to be really aggressive on antitrust in agriculture, and the Department of Agriculture and Department of Justice held joint workshops around the country on this topic, looking at each different sector: seeds, uh, beef, dairy. Um, in different parts and got great input a lot of a lot of uh, information and documentation directly from farmers about how they are affected by the lack of competition and then the action and the follow-up didn't really happen and um, and I think there's still some confusion about why there was no action really taken from that but that left a lot of you know I think bitterness and frustration in the ag community um, uh, around antitrust and you're seeing a little bit of a resurgence now in activity and interest. Um, Senator Booker um, and Congressman Pocan in Wisconsin both in introduced legislation to put a moratorium on agriculture mergers um, in this last legislative session, and it will be reintroduced uh, in the next Congress. And it'll be interesting to see whether that could move forward, particularly in the House, um, but their, their basic case is we're not fully um, coming to grips with the impacts of these mergers on farmers and rural communities. We need to better understand that, uh, those impacts. And in the meantime, we need to hold basically a moratorium on future mergers until we come to grips with what's happening. Is this solely a federal issue or are there uh, things that states can do? Well, I mean, that was, um, there were representatives from different um, 
state attorney general's office at this meeting, and they were, you know, really pointing out that state attorneys general can act on this, can can play more of a leadership role, particularly if they are uh, their constituents are particularly are affected. So. Um, state of Wisconsin did take action around a merger involving Dean Foods, which would have affected their dairy farmers uh, several years ago. Um, the Iowa Attorney General's Office has been active in the past around possible mergers. So um, I think that's something for farm groups and policy people who are interested in antitrust. That's an entry point is state AGs um, in some cases. And then just lastly, um, where would someone go to get more information on uh, ag mergers and how to stay uh, uh, up to date on this? Who's doing that work? Well, the American Antitrust Institute um, has put out several papers and pieces on that, and they were the conveners of this meeting. Um, the Organization of Competitive Markets is a, is a great resource for this and, and really kind of at the center of their mission. Food and Water Watch has also done quite a bit of really good work around uh, antitrust and agriculture. All right, well, Ben, thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. You've been listening to Upper the podcast from the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. Uh, for more on what you've heard, I look up the American Antitrust Institute, um, or, and I'm sure we'll be blogging about it at www. I want to remind you this podcast is available for download on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever else podcasts. If you like what you've heard, please give us a positive rating. If you have any questions, you can send an email to jwise.org. Thanks for listening.